Hello and welcome to our radio program. The time for intercession is now. Brought to you by Proclaim Ministries International. Shop 12 Block AAJ's Complex, 32-34 Brunswick Avenue, Spanish Town. Let's now join Reverend Andrew Green as he shares on part one of the topic, Fasting and Prayer. We're going to be looking on what is fasting and prayer and the relevance it plays in our lives as believers. So tonight we want to go to the book of Acts 13 verses 2 to 3 from the God's Word translation. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Verse 3 tells us, And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. They sent them away. So we're looking on what exactly is fasting and prayer. Prayer, we kind of basically have that understanding what it's all about. And we understand the different dimensions of it. We have been looking constantly and supplicating. What is the mind of God saying about issues in the community? Or it can be referring to us as individuals, personal issues that we might have. And also the intercessory role that we play, which is another form of prayer, to be able to stand in the gap as mediators. So we want to put alongside that fasting and see how the two blend. From the book of Acts 13, we recognize it was a part of the lifestyle of the apostles and also the church where they prayed for direction and also sending persons in the field. They utilized fasting and prayer to be able to give the direction. Now, fasting and prayer should be a part of our normal Christian walk. Normal Christian walk. It's not the super powerful part of our life. The normal walk. I mean, at least once per month. It won't even narrow it down to a week. At least once per month, each believer should be participating in some personal fast or a corporate fast. When we go through the study also, we recognize God hears those who fast and pray. God hears those who fast and pray, as cited in the book of Nehemiah 1, verses 3 to 11. So once there's a unified heart, we recognize that God is going to cause his hand to be moved. The united fast, the united prayer, it causes the hand of God to be moved. If you are seeking the face of God as an individual and it's done from the heart, it causes the hand of God to move on your behalf. Let's now answer the question, what is fasting and prayer? Fasting is a spiritual discipline. So it's a discipline that must be adopted. I've known of persons who have been a part of the body of Christ for many years and they have never fasted. But we are now seeing from the study, it is a discipline whereby we abstain from feeding the body in order for God's spirit to be poured out upon us as we seek him earnestly. So it's a discipline that now causes us to deny the physical part by not taking in food into the body for a period of time, can be a day, can be for half day, can be for 40 days. And when we do this, it will stimulate the hand of God to pour upon us his Holy Spirit at another level and another dimension. Fasting and prayer becomes a humbling experience for the personal renewal in order to fulfill the Great Commission. So it's a personal renewal for us in order to fulfill the Great Commission. The book of 2 Chronicles 7.14 that tells us, If my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, that's the foundation for the beginning of being humble. And the word humble here means that I am teachable. That's basically what it means. I'm teachable. So in the time of fasting, it's a time when the Lord also set us aside to be able to teach us. 
and to teach us his precept, to bring us to another dimension and another level. So it caused the inner man to be renewed. And as the inner man is renewed, it now challenges our heart and it compels the soul to the task, which is to fulfill the great commission, to go by the byways and the edges and make disciples of all men. We need to recognize this and we need to ensure that we fulfill. So the renewal is a very, very important part of the fasting. If you are fasting and you don't feel a renewal, then we have to know, evaluate if we have been humbled. It's not a mechanical thing in terms of being humbled. It's a part of the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that brings us through that process. He brings to our heart if we are proud persons and he now allows us now to make the adjustments as we go along we are asked the question why should the believer pray and fast pray and fast and most persons want to align it's a pastor thing it's an evangelist thing it's a prophet thing it's a fivefold gift for those in the church who are spiritual those are the persons that need to go and fast but we are now recognizing from the study the relevance that fasting played in the life of the church now, when we go to the scripture, it shares with us several unique fasts for distinctive purpose as cited in the scripture. We're going to go through the scriptures and we're going to look at least on seven. Tonight, there might be more, but I have just narrowed it down to seven. We're going to look at the type of fast. I'm going to give you the reference and there's a footnote right there. The first thing that we notice from the scripture regarding fasting, that there are persons who fast in a crisis. When there's a crisis persons will fast and most persons will call this one the esther fast and most of the time it's for three days references here esther 4 verse 16 and also esther chapter 7 verse 10 you can also go in the book of acts 9 verses 9 and 24 of acts 9 so these persons fasted for three days they didn't eat or they didn't drink anything so basically what is classified as a dry fast no solid food no liquid contents in the body. It was a dry fast. On Esther's part, her uncle was about to be killed because of a plot that was against him. And she went into fast to get directives from God and also to cause the measure of grace, to humble her, that the measure of grace would be increased for her now to fulfill the task. We recognize that that set of prayer and fasting was successful and he was liberated. Also, when we look in the book of Acts 9, Paul, from his dramatic conversion cited in the book of Acts 9, immediately when he asked the question, what would you have me to do? We know that blindness was already upon him, but he asked the question after the blindness came upon him. He was taken to a given location in Damascus where he fasted for three days. It was a crisis. He has never been in a situation like this, but he needed some direction. The Spirit of God spoke to him, which was Christ himself spoke to him, and he wanted some direction. So for three days, didn't have anything to eat, nothing to drink, Shortly after that, the Lord ministered to one of the man of God to send them in that direction and to go and minister to him. And when they went and prayed for him, the scales fell from his eyes and he was now able to understand clearly what God wanted. A second type of fast is fasting for revelation. Fasting for revelation. Daniel 10 verses 2 to 3 and Daniel 10 10. This is normally done over a 21 day period. Fasting for 21 days is somewhat of a partial fast. Meaning it was not as intense as the three-day fast that we just looked on or the crisis fasting. Daniel, in this case, he prayed to the Lord 
asking him for a revelation. And he added some fasting because that normally you would normally get a quick response, but he wasn't getting any in this case. So he put some fast on it. It took him 21 days to hear from the Lord. Now, note keenly when the angel ministered to Daniel. He said, from the moment you set your heart to pray and fast, or fast and pray, the answer was already on its way. Before he even asked God to give him a revelation of the activities of the future, the answer was already on its way. So out of this, we recognize if you want to fast for revelation and ensure the revelations you get aligns itself with the word. Anything outside of the word will not be embraced and we will not be able now to embrace the errors that will be coming forth. Now, the third type of fast is fasting regarding examination re-examination examining ourselves as cited in the book of corinthians when paul says let every man examine himself again we recognize from the book of psalms 35 13 leviticus 23 27 jeremiah 36 verse 6 now normally this is a one-day fast a one-day fast and it is used to evaluate your spiritual life to see if you're on par to make sure that everything is in alignment with the will of god so you are now looking on fasting to examine yourself. It's just a simple one-day fast. Again, Psalms 35, 13, Leviticus 23, 27, and Jeremiah 36, verse 6. Fasting to examine yourself, to evaluate one's spiritual state. How healthy am I? Am I toxic in the kingdom? This fast will help you to evaluate. Again, as we go through these fasts, we realize the importance of having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Holy Spirit that's going to be helping us in all these areas. A fourth type of fast is fasting for deliverance. Again, Ezra 8.23, book of Judges 20, verses 18 to 25, and the book of Daniel 6, verses 18 to 22. Fasting for deliverance. Again, this can be a one-day fast. Okay, it don't have to be spread out over a period of time. A one-day fast is sufficient fasting for deliverance. Now, the Lord fights on our behalf this type of fast is really to stimulate the lord to fight on our behalf whatever the battle might be in the case of judges 20 18 to 25 we recognize that israel went into battle and god was able to come alongside them and he fought with them as a matter of fact this was what we classified as a civil war where the tribe of Benjamin had stepped out of line and the other tribes came together to fight against the Benjamites because they were disobedient and they rebelled against God. Now, the first time they went into the battle, we recognized that they lost. But God now pulled them aside as they sought God. What was happening? They were pulled aside and they were now able to go on a one-day fast, crying before the Lord. And as they went back into the battle, they were able to win that battle. So it's very important. Another example of deliverance as cited in Daniel 6, 18 to 22, was Daniel being thrown in the lion's den. Again, he was accused wrongly. And because of this, a plot was made against him. And the decree was already made by the king because of the counsel that he had around him. And he now plotted for Daniel to fall in the snare of this trap that they had set. And what the punishment was to be thrown in the lion's den and the lions would have a field day eating that person. But Daniel went in the lion's den and we see God closing the mouth of the lions and it now proved that God is God. He can deliver. He is willing to deliver. The Bible declares him as our deliverer. 
He is the one that delivers. That's why it says from the scriptures that vengeance belongs to him. Don't try to fight the battle for yourself. Deliverance is always reassured. A fifth type of fast, and we're looking at why should the believer fast, and we recognize it is a unique discipline that is found in the scriptures, and we must now embrace. The fifth type of fast is fasting for freedom from judgment. As cited in the book of 1 Kings 21 verses 25 to 28 fasting for freedom from judgment or another word that we could substitute for judgment here is god's wrath god's wrath you can fast in this case in the book of first kings 21 it describes the fast it can be either one or up to three days of fasting and we recognize that ahab and his wife who were rebellious against god recognized that god's judgment and wrath was about to come upon them and they ripped themselves, tore their clothing, put on sackcloth and sprinkled ashes all over themselves. And they lie in it and they ask God for pardon. These were heathens, but they asked God for pardon and the judgment of God. That means the very same concept and principle that works for us. If we fall short of the glory of God, just by fasting and praying for the judgment of God to be taken away, it is sin. And this is why the Bible says that there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So here we recognize that the judgment of God was taken away from this couple. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of The Time for Intercession is Now. Brought to you by Proclaim Ministries International and our kind sponsors. AJ's Wholesale and Supermarket, Credence Global Logistics, Shen Ashar Holdings, Neymar's Pharmacy and Remler Productions. Proclaim Ministries International offers basic discipleship training in strategic intercession and warfare. Our office is located at Shop 12, Block A AJ's Complex, 32-34 Brunswick Avenue, Spanish Town. For your intercessory queries, please call 876-615-615. 5801 or WhatsApp us at 876-854-4594 or email us at proclaimministriesintl at gmail.com. Join us every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Gospel JFM for our radio program, The Time for Intercession is Now.